0: This is KMKR ninety-nine point nine FM Tucson, Arizona. Is this on?
1: Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this joint outside where they belong? I can't believe the silence, like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life. I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder. Is this on?
0: Phil. It is on, We're on. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Great we to be here. We have a uh, big-time show planned tonight, Dave. Uh, let's give a little bit of a rundown. We're going to uh, have a, uh episode of ITO Investigates, uh, Dave. Always thrilling. You know, they are out. The folks in our journalism <laughs> wing are mm. out there. Our broadcast investigative journalism unit are out there, Dave, and
1: nothing stops you. You're never
0: going to guess who they've lined up an interview with tonight. Mm-hmm. Who's in the news? Little quiz. Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Oh, really? We well. are going to have the former Vice President oh. of the United States, Dave, uh, by telephone.
1: Okay. Uh, to uh,
0: <laughs> to
1: that reminds me, Phil. When I got here, I was going, and reaching in my glove compartment, yeah. looking for a pen. Yeah. Uh, I got classified documents in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Again? I, I thought they were just... Other, I, I know I had them in the trunk. Yeah. But I didn't know it. I, well, I, 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 I have clearance, though. Right. For to have the... class. Unfortunately, uh, George Santos gave me the clearance. Yes. So.
0: Yes. I had, as you know, Dave, uh, my wife and I earlier this year took a uh, incredible trip to Cuba. I, I know. By way you, of Florida. You and those we stopped... Back. Stopped. We had dinner at Mar-a-Lago, uh, and in my to-go bag, Dave, it was a wrap, Believe it or not, in a page from the Warren Report. <laughs> well, you may hear a third. There's a third laugher. A third yeah, laugher, yeah. Dave. Though I don't want to get into it tonight, but your work as a ventriloquist was incredible years ago. Uh, was David who? David? David Otto or something like that?
1: What my, my when, when
0: you did your ventriloquist. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. 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 One, you, of, one of Otto, yeah. and you had a falling out with Otto, I don't want to bring up tonight, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah. You know, I don't want to raise your blood pressure. <laughs> but you. that other laugh is You're our guest me. tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian, writer, actor, Ron Reed, Dave. Yay! Ron Reed
1: is here. Multi hyphen it. He's Boy. great. We, we love him. Here. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah, Dave. You know. That's Ron. You know Ron. Tell us uh, a little bit about his yeah, work well, in comedy. Yeah, uh, well,
1: yeah. Ron is like I said. He's a multi hyphen. He's, he's been. A, don't do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I, I would try to be oblique. You know.
1: That's why I brought yeah, my my, mu- right. my muff here. So mm-hmm.
0: thank you very much. Uh, yeah, By Ron, that you mean your Ron, sweatshirt, uh,
1: Dave. However you want yeah. to take it, um, uh Ron has, uh, it's going to be great to talk to Ron because he's done pretty much everything along the way in the world of comedy. He's been a comic, he's been a writer, he's produced produced shows, he's booked shows. Uh, we just were talking about his uh, booking of cruise ships, which has been a very yeah, successful. Yeah, just there, and, we, we, and uh, we want
0: to get there for sure.
1: Why don't you, uh, Ron, so give us a little background, like, you did ten minutes ago when we weren't on the air, <laughs> <laughs> and just do it all over again. And yeah. okay, guess your well, background, how you started, and you were a uh, East Coast guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: from New York. I uh, lived most of my um, adult, uh, most of my comedy career in Seattle, the entertainment capital of the universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, and Los Angeles. You know, I lived in Los Angeles uh, for a while as well, and and uh, now I've been in Tucson. But I've been involved in comedy in one way or another for a really. Uh, really long time since uh,
1: adulthood it sounds like yeah most yeah. most of my most yeah. of my adult life yeah. And
2: yeah. I started out as an actor and that kind of led to stand up and that stand up comedy that kind of led to uh, some filmmaking and writing and that kind of led to the business end uh, of comedy just you know comedy club I ran a comedy club in Seattle for sixteen years comedy underground world famous mm-hmm. comedy underground in Seattle for sixteen years wow. and um and then um uh this age, this current venture which we started in the early aughts uh, mm-hmm. mid mid aughts mm-hmm. of uh, artist west entertainment which is um a booking ag- a boutique specialty comedy booking agency we book 95% of our bookings are cruises mm-hmm. uh stand up comedy is very popular on cruise ships the the uh the audience there of course is a you know, these are people who went, you know, I was a, and you may even remember this, too. You guys may remember that comedy clubs were a novelty and a rare thing in various cities. And then now they're they're everywhere. Now they're an established thing. Mm-hmm. Every city in America has a comedy club or two yeah. or six like Phoenix, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and or six or however many they have there. And so people now come wanting they go on cruises. They want the kind of entertainment that they might see if they were in a big city vacation at home mm-hmm. or some vacation destination. So mm-hmm. uh, so let me ask yeah. you something
1: because um, we, we Phil and I, imagine that our audience is young comics yeah. looking yeah. for, uh, you know, a path okay. and, and, and uh, uh, possibly, you know, cruise ships. It might be an, uh, something they might look at. Is there a certain type of comic that works best or is there a certain personality that, that works best on cruise ships? Well,
2: it, it has, uh, yeah, uh, it, it is there's it's sort of like you know enthusiastic and positive i guess and the the ability to likability i mean that, there's a thing that just because there's a i think there's a there's a line of thought now that if you are likable then you are sell out in some way mm-hmm. as, as a comedian and if you're not sell so,
1: so out in the in the meaning of uh Pandering, pandering that maybe you're pandering,
2: pandering yeah, yeah, to yeah. Mm-hmm. to audiences and of course you you are i mean anytime you're an entertainer is the the object is to entertain and i think that for for some young comics that that is not the goal which is fine because when you're finding your way and you're finding your voice and you want to know what it is that you you have to say mm-hmm. that's important to you that it needs to be vocalized verbalized and come out of your mouth into a microphone and mm-hmm. inflicted or <laughs> exposed <laughs> to to a, a people, other people, you know that that is absolutely fine to do at that point. But at a certain point, then you you either become an entertainer, or you or you do not. Yeah, and you limit what you can the audience yeah, you can so, have if you do that. I mean, so, I, I
1: always feel like the number one thing for a comic really. Is likability.
2: It is like matter, even if
1: they have a hard kind of image or an insult comic or something like that. They got to like you, and Mm, it's got to
2: come quickly. Yeah, Yeah, uh, right. It it does. Those are those are great observations. So mostly that most of our comics, we some of them are younger. They, you know, the the audiences on cruise ships are the average age of a cruise ship passenger is about forty two years old now. Mm. So it's not quite different from, I think, a lot of people's image who haven't been. You know that that it's all like senior citizens or something like that, and they're going to be um... anyway. So it is. So they you they book
1: anybody on trains, by the way. <laughs> uh, I know I, I, I
2: could though. I could. That would I, be a I, nice uh, medium. Yeah, Coming I think out it's probably I you know, tried that. I'm sure yeah. there's been comedy done on right. trains <laughs> because did. everywhere else, I did comedy in an elevator. Yeah, one time. You I'm not kidding. Just yeah. the whole night. It, it was a bar that was on the second floor of a building and they go we should get some comics to do the elevator cuz everybody had the oh, elevator okay, so wow. now you have like 20 seconds to
1: yeah that's pressure yeah. <laughs> and did you have to operate the elevator as well yeah no, so push button it was well? push button elevator
2: okay, right. it was very modern yeah. elevator with so yeah. with push buttons okay. it was great and, Not uh, too many comedians, they <laughs> can do two things at once. I know. Okay. You guys can know. because yeah. we already know that you guys can do two things at once.
0: Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> quick insert here, Ron, we're yeah, loving yeah. The, the story and your you know your own journey in comedy. Uh, but as a stand-up, and you said mm. that you got started you know right out of college and then you worked a lot of clubs yeah. uh, around the country. Did you ever perform on a cruise
3: ship?
2: I uh, I did perform on a cruise. But I, I did in company In There was a couple of years in the late, in, in the early days of the boom, as the cruise industry was getting going, where I actually was, I was a staff member. I was a position that I may still exist on cruise ships. It was called the shore excursion manager. Mm. And was sort of the assistant, assistant cruise director. <laughs> so, who also sold tickets for the land tours. So, that of cruise staff, so, you know, I would... MC the nightclub shows, and I would mm. call bingo and do all those sort of uh, jobs. And I had kind of a little uh, uh, uniform shirt and a pin I had to wear. Yeah. And and a tan.
0: What a great way to learn. <laughs> and I, shorts. And we shorts. shorts, oh absolutely,
2: okay. shorts. You know. Yeah. And I, so we had a we had it was a Norwegian ship, and they we had a captain who was Norwegian. He was very Norwegian. <laughs> And he had how
1: a, Norwegian was. He was. I'll tell you how Norwegian
2: he was. He talked like this. I am the... And, and he said he would welcome people and they would come and speak in the first night and he'd yes. say, you know, welcome to the ship. You may have seen the television show The Love Boat. <laughs> this is just like that. Except that the captain does not wear shorts and the bartender never steers the ship. <laughs> that's that was his big joke that he would do. Not bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good joke. For, and then uh, off
0: to the uh, Ludovist buffet. Yeah. Oh, lots of
2: Ludvikvist and Akavit. The 24/7 you know Akavit? Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> so well, until you drank Akavit with Norwegians. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, it never. It it, it uh, I I I wasn't the type of comic in, in, in terms of uh, what you're describing. They're looking for on a cruise ship. But I always saw those as very plum gigs. Yeah, it's a yeah. good gig. Yeah.
2: I mean, the 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 your your transportation is paid for, mm-hmm. your meals are paid for, your accommodations are paid yeah. for. The money is actually better. The, the way comedy clubs land clubs on land pay now, unless you are have a door deal of some kind where you get paid based on butts in the seats. Yeah, and you can make some pretty good But but. The, our clients make more money on cruise ships than they could make huh, wow. yeah. on land. Mm-hmm. And the big qualification is that you'd be able to do a number of different, several So really we say to people, what do I need to do this? We say you need two separate 45-minute sets. Yeah. Clean. And when we say clean, not only is it clean, but no politics and no religion. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and you could, there's could be some, you know, you could have an adult show and they where you have some innuendo and some adult content. There is one cruise line, I would give them a plug Carnival Cruise Line. Yeah. I would give them a plug because they use more comics, they provide work for more comedians than any other organization on planet Earth. Huh.
1: They That's have crazy. they
2: wow. use be, over 100 between 100 and 150 comedians yeah. a year, yeah, on their ships. Mm-hmm. And they actually have adult shows where <clears throat> anything goes, so they have. If you go, they'll say, "All right, this is this show is R rated, or it's explicit, or it's X rated, uh, adults only, no kids." And then, and pretty much anything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, again, not politics and religion, but mm-hmm. those dirty. are the first. Little risque, you get yeah. you can get dirty. Couples well, you can, humor, yeah, I'd say couples humor, but you can get you can get dirty. You can swear, mm-hmm. you know, all those kind yeah. of things that, yeah. and and so. Um, <clears throat> but again, you need about you need about ninety minutes worth of yeah. material mm-hmm. to. Do any of these gigs, and that's a lot. Yeah. You know, for quality, for a quality material, a material. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you know. Can you stand in front of a microphone and make sounds for (laughs) for ninety minutes? But we're familiar with that. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's like an HBO special. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go and go and go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then so that's good. So the 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 quality of the and and it takes a pretty good comic to be able to do these things. Comedian Mm -hmm. do these. So so the quality of the comedy is quite good. Mm -hmm. That's great on cruise ships.
0: This is Phil Gordon with Dave Margolis, your tune to Is This On, KMKR 99.9 FM, and we're talking with our guest, Ron Reed, who is a Tucson resident Yes. currently. Well, He's actually, I live in Marana. Okay. You well, know we're Marana? We're, yes. We Mar- know Mar- Marana. Marana,
2: for those of you not familiar with Marana, it's Oro Valley's hillbilly cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <what> I, <laughs> That's there the way you know, I've been to many not, times. You know, <laughs> you, yeah, and, uh, it's just
0: like someone on a cruise ship, you have to have a little Morana hunk.
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> you do. Yes, you
0: absolutely. Go, yeah. I,
1: I have been in Marana uh, <laughs> uh, trying to sell million-dollar houses, and I've been in Mirana getting my car stuck in a rut <laughs> out there in the uh, off the grid. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Where people are off the grid. Oh, okay, yeah, up yeah. there. I've driven up in the
2: in the tortellitas, like up in that area, or well, 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 way, in the yeah, cotton fields, way and out
1: where they, yeah, where used to be all fields. Oh and yeah, snow, yeah, all like big yeah. uh, acre lots and a lot of. Uh, there's one I was selling a house on this street, and it was just like a, a broken piece of driftwood on a pole, <laughs> and somebody had painted Alabama Street on it. <laughs> it was Alabama Street. Alabama Street. Yeah. That's, where, that's where <laughs> Alabama Street is. That's what he wanted so. to know. <laughs>
2: On KMAKER Radio, KMKR. That was
0: good. Ron, you've given us a, a great uh, idea of uh, how your career got started and then how you moved into the business and then this very, very interesting uh, cruise ship work that yeah. you now book for people, but also your insights into what it takes to get into that. Another venture of yours over the years has been
2: teaching and training yes. comedians. Yes. I
0: think that's Dave. How you that's originally where met? kind
1: of Rod. met. Yeah, it was yeah. your, uh, your Ollie course. Yeah, he in. Yeah, he came and sat
2: in my Ollie course. So, so I've been teaching stand-up workshops for in one form or another since about 1998. I think was the first time I did it. And the, I started at a college, uh, Skagit Valley Community College in Mount Vernon, Washington. Hmm. And uh, that was the result of me doing a show. And then uh, I did a show there. And then the head of the drama department came up to me after the show and said, have you ever taught stand-up? And I went, uh, no, but I, I'd love to. And uh, so I started there. And then it evolved, and I did it through various other programs. And so now I do it through OLLI, if guys, um, people are right familiar with it. So OLLI is the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. It's affiliated with the University of Arizona and then also with other universities around the west like um i have a friend who's a, a retired symphony musician in el paso and he teaches ollie there mm-hmm. he teaches a music music uh, uh kind of a history of pop music wow. tin pan He teaches about the brill building building and tin pan alley and stuff like that in new york so um so it's a senior it's a senior enrichment program it's a membership program people you buy a membership and then you can take as many classes uh as you want in whatever subject is offered, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, I did it face to face for a while, and then during the plague, <laughs> I did it on Zoom uh, for a few semesters. And started this semester, starting in a few weeks, uh, I'm doing it again live, oh, at Ollie. So oh, uh,
0: how wonderful! Is, is there space available? How there is space people, available, how, well, actually.
2: How can
3: people sign up for this? They
2: can sign up. Well, they you have to have an Ollie membership gotcha. to do it. Um and uh, I don't quote me, but I think the membership is about three hundred dollars a year. Okay, uh, which is not bad as it's tuition a great as tuition goes. Her. It's a great organization, yeah. and there's some fantastic stuff being being taught. And there's you know a lot of like film and literature classes. Uh-huh. You know some like history kind of things too. But the, like there's there's a very popular class in documentary film and mm-hmm. stuff like that 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 it just fills up immediately. And uh, so, if there are any Ali members uh, listening to this, I would love to have you um, in uh, in my class. And it's it's um it's performance oriented rather than it's not a writing workshop. It's more of a performance workshop because yeah. my belief is that we were talking about Dave you mentioned before about how um, likability uh, yes. is an important thing. It's because because it's it's to me the most important part of stand up is. The performance part, uh, the writing part is very important as well. But if you had to break it down by percentage, I say it's at least 51, 49 performance, mm-hmm. and so that's my that's my focus. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing for people to do is is to perform stuff. It's it's because I think writing is more of a, a something that you do by your more it's internal thing, and then performing is you have to expose then all of yourself. <clears throat> to strangers, you know, so that that's you have, <laughs> to,
1: you have to make a room full of people laugh at something you've been saying to the mirror.
2: That's right, that's yes. right. Into a hairbrush, yes. you, know, yes. the, you know, the hairbrush microphone. Mm-hmm. And... Good,
1: good. Yeah.
0: That, that that is a really interesting
2: way.
1: Well, when of I uh, saw when I I sat in on his class, I yes. had two uh, Raytheon employees we had, that work
2: engineer, two Ray, young Raytheon and I, engineers. And
1: and I remember I turned to one and was it Ben was that the guy Ben Ben guy? yes wow ben. good memory when I go Ben, I go ben uh, Raytheon I go. I didn't really seem raytheon would be like a hotbed of comedy or anything and he looked at me and i wasn't sure if his look meant of course we're funny or whether it was like he just didn't understand me uh, <laughs> but i have another friend who works at raytheon and i mentioned this to me he says he says they're hilarious over there yeah he says they're all funny over there i, says, hey, I think you kind of
2: have to build you'd have to be when <laughs> to you're to building building of, war war the built yeah. the war machine you know so yeah Oh, did I say that? Sorry, sorry, Uh-oh. Raytheon. Uh-oh. Not like it's a secret or anything. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: we 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 have a few more minutes to go. We hope we can stay a little bit longer, yeah, sure, because right? we're really enjoying hearing your. I'm up
2: way past my bedtime now, Phil. All so, did right. you have a little
0: caffeine th- tonight, Ron? No, I did not. <laughs> right. I, I cannot <laughs> have caffeine after about ten a.m. Uh, emergency, <laughs> if we have to, uh, on, on all of us. Uh, <laughs> we can we, we each go and save each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. What I when you, to oh,
1: yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just on the cruise ship one more time. One yeah, we were describing the kind of com- now do those comics. They do shows. Do they interact with the with the passengers too, and kind of go around the yes. tables and kind of no, no,
2: schmooze no. or anything like that? Well, that's that's kind of optional. Okay. I mean, it's just it's it's a club. Most of the some of the shows are in theater. All cruise ships have theaters on them. Quite somewhere big theaters, nine hundred to fifteen hundred seats. Wow, wow. So big like a big theater the uh centennial hall size uh-huh. the, or fox oh. theater size yeah, theaters. Yeah. yeah, we were just there. And You've never been
0: on a cruise, yeah. Dave? I've not. no. Oh, I have been on a uh, cruise yeah. and a, just as you described. And then they have
2: clubs. And then a lot of the trend now is also the is to, you know, stand-up comedy works best in an intimate venue, of course, mm-hmm. and, or works really well in an intimate venue. So, a lot of the cruise ships have like a comedy club literally a comedy club. Like yes. I mentioned Carnival before, not to plug them, but they have they literally have a comedy club. It's called the Punchliner on every single one of their 26 ships. Huh. And it's about a 300-seat, oh, nice. good-sized comedy club. And they do multiple shows in the night. These are big ships. They have thousands of people on them. Oh. The room holds 300. So you have to do multiple shows so people can get... So they do, you know, 10 10 or more shows a week. Hmm. Between 10 and 20 shows well, a week in these really venues. Because, because I was were thinking small, small, when you
1: were describing the type of comic, the the, the term tumbler. Came up. yeah it's got, not like and, that. Then that's term, when I yeah. thought. Well, tumblers will like will kind of like boost the spirits of people and go around yeah, no, jumping at the table. No. So it's not really like no, that. No, it's like no. that. It's,
2: it's, it's like a land. It, it'd be like going to the improv or in in Tempe or or the or laughs here in Tucson or or um, you know any of those uh, clubs in wherever yeah so they're a performer
1: like a singer or somebody would be they don't go and and they're not like no social director type no no
2: it's separate it's entirely separate so these are they're guest entertainers comedians and they do not have to mingle with the with the guests uh on the ship but they they often do um some of them do not uh as you as you know some comedians are not very social off stage Mm -hmm. and are actually kind of kind of shy and and um agoraphobic mm-hmm. <laughs> as i have been in and, and so you know they they just keep to themselves and keep to their rooms and stuff like that and and uh but others are you know love to just chat it up mm-hmm. with the folks i so i yeah. know both kinds of people and mm-hmm. that where they just you know do meet and greet with the, sure. the guests sure. and stuff like that mm-hmm.
0: now it's funny I, I i'm loving this discussion it's just such great insight it reminds me. Uh, now I never reached the stage, and I, I and I would not describe myself as the type of comic that would be a good fit for a cruise line. You know, maybe a porn cruise line. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I did uh, earlier in my career uh, do some triple runs. Oh,
2: triple runs! So I, I wanted to I ask booked, you. If you were I booked. I booked some triple runs. Uh,
0: there you go. So, I think triple runs. I was going to say is not only a step below. It's sort of the the cruise line through the trailer parks of the Western United yes. States. That's a very good way of putting it. Which I have never been prouder to, yes. to have been there.
2: So I will tell you something real quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time in this, but I, I, I uh, Dave Tribble is a friend of mine and, um, uh, known him for a very long time, and I did actually. I actually was the headliner on what might have been the first triple run, or maybe the second. Oh one. my oh, gosh! Oh wow. well. In, in, like in, Bo- in No, it was in <laughs> Boise. It actually was in. <laughs> it was in. It was in uh, Idaho, and it was a. It was a. Um, Pocatello, Idaho Falls, and then uh, two or three nights in Boise. In I know a, the run. The big, the the big run. city at the end. That's yeah. a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. It was a good run, and I think it was the, I might have been the first one. And we actually he flew me. I mean, that was, this is what I was to say that that. That I, I, they sent me a plane ticket, flew me to Boise. Somebody picked me up, drove me to Pocatello, mm-hmm. and we stayed upon then next Idaho Falls, <clears throat> and then back to Boise in a club yeah. that was in a nice hotel, and we stayed in a hotel. And, you know, so
0: you weren't traveling together with like the feature and the host?
2: No, there was only no. I was just I, I was I did travel with the feature who there was drove There were some like me.
0: that too, where you would all meet, you know, at yeah. one
2: place. But I and and so what we said before when I was saying about me getting off the road and I I got this offer to manage this comedy club and then also Tribble called me up and he goes I need someone to help me book stuff. Mm -hmm. He was busy
0: as could be. Mm -hmm. And so
2: I was the booker for a a couple of years it was horrible. I mean it it was fun but inevitably there was some horrible gig that you could not I tell you what, the, my, my bet noir like my, my was Farmington, New Mexico. So Tribble had this gig. It was a Friday, Saturday. I don't know if you know where Farmington is, but it's way nope. up in the northwest corner of New Mexico. And there's no comics that live anywhere near Farmington, New Mexico. And it wasn't connected to any other gigs. Yeah. So it was a Friday, Saturday. you had to get people to go. And, and what kind it of to... town
1: is it? It wasn't a big town. I, no, I've on. never
2: actually been there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's a big town because I think exactly. there's only like two or three. There's only like two big towns. Yeah, you know, there aren't any big town. There's actually one big town in New Mexico. Yeah. So,
0: but in general, incredibly appreciative audience. Yeah, very sorry. much so. Yeah, and <laughs> all of these. The Triple Run was an incredible thing.
2: It was an incredible thing, and it's he funny. it was
0: innovative.
2: Yes. And he took so I met him. I actually met him before, so I in, in the early '80s. One of my day jobs was I worked in a music agency, and and he worked in a music. He was a musician, Dave Triple, and then mm-hmm. so he's then he became an a same thing. He became an agent and uh, specializing in like duos and small small combos, duos and trios, mm-hmm. plays lounge acts, and so I had actually met him then. And so he um, <clears throat> had this idea, he invented this idea of uh, he already had the contacts with these lounges in double trees. they were you know red lions and mm-hmm. double trees, <laughs> and all those all those uh, chain, chain yes. hotels all yeah. had lounges. Sure. and they all, had entertainment in their lounge. Yeah. And so he would come, he'd book bands in there, and then he would say to the, the bar manager or whoever, the, the hotel, you know, why don't we do, why don't you have a comedy night here? You know, we can have it on a Wednesday and then I can go to, you know, wherever, whatever city it was. And it's so funny because I, I, I thought of this recently because we've been watching Yellowstone. Yeah. My wife and I have been watching Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and she, I go, I go, I played there. You know, what I mean, it's just like they go, we're going to Helena, Bozeman, you know, all these places. You go, I go, I've been, I go, I been, the movie, the subtitle of my movie is the Montana Run. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's right. So I did the Montana Run. I then I performed on it and I booked it and everything. So I've been to every one of these towns, yeah. and uh, you know, I've been to Cody, Wyoming. I just I've been I've been, I've been uh, anyway. You know, well, you know we mentioned saying.
0: that, as we begin to wrap it up here, yes. uh, you mentioned the run, and we talked about the chuba run, but you mentioned your film. Yes. Uh, this was in the early 90s. Yes. Uh, uh, I tried to watch it. I know it's it, it's listed in some places as available on Amazon Prime, but you explained to us it no longer. But right. you can find it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Tell us it, a little bit about the film. I know it's something you're very proud of.
2: I am. I am proud of it. So the film is called. Um, it has two titles: Stages, which was its film festival title, slash the Montana Run, and it was called the Montana Run. Uh, we when the film got a distributor, which we got we it got a distributor. It was an indie, thirty-five millimeter full-length feature. Indie film, and uh, the, they changed it to the Montana Run. It's a more commercial name, and in actually in uh, there's in uh, Australian release, it is called One Night Stand. <laughs> uh, it was an Australian release. That happened on right. the Turbo Run. <laughs> yes, right. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it did. And so uh, anyway, we made it. So uh, t- uh, two friends and I made this film. We wrote it. We started it. Um, one of them, uh, one of them, uh, Randy Thompson directed the film, and what we did was we 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 we're, were sitting around talking, so everybody's got these stories from triple Runs, all these sort of little one-nighter gigs where you drove from city to city, you know, four hours or six hours to some small town, like you said, and then you go in the lounge of a hotel in some you know, in Bozeman yeah. or somewhere like that, and then be packed with great audiences, wonderful people but, but of course the, the whole Trip advent- was an adventure doing it. And so we had all these anecdotes, all these incidents, mm-hmm. all these things. So not only that it happened to us, but we collected them from other people. Mm-hmm. We said, send up, we're making, we're writing a script. Send us all your incidents that happened to you doing these one night of the tr- mm-hmm. triple runs, or there was a, there was a thing called the Dakota run. And so we wrote this based on our and our friend's, Actual experience. So everything, everything that we illustrate in this film, it's not a documentary. It's got a story and you know, the whole thing. It's it's uh, but but all the incidents actually are a variation of something that actually took place. And a lot of the people are modeled on actual people that we knew that we ran into, whether they were comics or bookers or mm-hmm. or and some of them were just like archetypes kind of thing, uh, uh, where the, not a specific person but somebody like that, mm-hmm. that you've met, you know, that yeah. somebody who's sure. the, the, uh, along yeah. the comedy, uh, trail along the comedy trail. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway, the film is called stages slash the Montana run. Um, it was in, uh, it was made in 1990. It was in theatrical release in 1992. It was on the Sundance channel. On Ooh. cable in 1998 well, in rotation. Very classy, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, so so I mean it's it's a it's a legitimate. Yeah, film. Well, I, well,
0: I can't wait to see it. I'll and you say available out, yeah. on? To it's, watch it's available on. on uh,
2: I'll we'll be reviewing it in two weeks. Yeah, you should. That's I right. Think you should.
0: We'll, 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 I
2: know. Uh, you know, better that we talk to you. All right. Before do, it to you do it to my face. You're gonna do it to my face.
0: We would happy be happy to have your face back in the <laughs> studio yeah, anytime. What a treat! Yeah, really. We've been talking with Ron Reed who is a Tucsonan today, but a New Yorker originally, a comic, a writer, an actor, today in the business of booking comedians, uh, primarily on cruise lines. What insight you gave our audience and uh, young comics that Dave and I know love to listen to this show and get information from Uh, veterans like yourself. You know, I
2: really appreciate, you guys are great and I really appreciate you inviting me to do this I I really I'm I feel um, uh, honored I, don't yeah. know, I, I mean, it sounds weird, but not I do. Sure no, us. I do. I'm, well, I'm, uh, last question. It's a compliment, you know. You're, well, Ask thank you very much. We're we honored. We like like you're honored. Ask we me love to come comments. down here into, you know, Radio Central. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> we are, the lap
0: of luxury. I know. Uh, it's not the Sundance
2: Channel, <laughs> run, you know,
0: but we try our
2: best. Well, I never got to actually yeah. be, I I, anyway, go ahead.
0: We are going to, uh, <clears throat> generally, Dave, uh, squirts our esteemed guests out of the studio. But last question before yes, we let you go. You mentioned Yellowstone. You were enjoying with your wife. What tell us? You know what? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What comics do you listen to that excite you these days? Um,
2: I I uh, actually don't listen to any comics <laughs> or go to or go to any comedy shows. Although I must say that I did see a comic. I I'm going to put in a plug for a friend. His name is Kermit Apio, and uh, he's a Seattle-based comic. He's Hawaiian originally, and and he is um, he tours with uh, uh, Brian Regan among other people. Oh. So he was here. He was here at the Fox mm. uh, last month, mm-hmm. or the end of November, and I went to see him. And he was stunning. He was so good. Wow. He was Terrific. so good. And uh, so I, I, and that's the only comedy show I've actually been to mm-hmm. live in a long time. And <clears throat> can, I, can I say words on this? Can, is it okay if I say... We are we censored We're in any way? yes like a real this, radio is here. Yeah, this is by like the FCC. Those kind of here. words. All right. Okay. <laughs> I won't say this, but but you know, I, it's just that I just it's just hard for me to to, to watch stand up. Almost nothing makes me laugh. Wow. Yeah, um, well, these ready. days, although I have laughed out though. There's a TV. Here's what I'm watching. Yeah. There's a there's a show. I forget. I don't know. I can't remember what it's on. Maybe Hulu. It's called Reboot. Have you heard of this TV show? I Reboot?
0: don't
2: know this one. It is. Quite funny. So it's a it's a um, oh
1: that's where they they reboot an old yeah like a reboot of oh, yeah. a sitcom. Yeah, so it's, uh, Johnny, no-
2: Johnny Knoxville, um, uh, uh, Key and Key and Peel, uh, right. uh, what uh, keys. Ah. Not, uh, Key. Keys on the yeah, show. yeah, yeah, keys that's on the So improvised. No, no, it's scripted. It's a fantastic. It's it's a it's a sitcom about a, it's very meta because it's a sitcom about a sitcom. Yeah, and and the writing and and Paul Reiser. Who, by the way, is well, coming to the Rialto, yeah, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and Paul Reiser, by the way, people know him as a TV star or something like that. But he's one of the best stand-up comics I've I ever seen in my life. Right? unbelievable. I do not know. And I
0: think originally, really, right. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe, maybe I sort of think of him as a New Yorker, but I and I think he is it actually. Sure so like I, I think he's a okay. New Yorker. <laughs> I, I, that be, I think it's be, from New yeah. York. But when I
1: would go to the, uh, when I'm, I'm on a lot of medication. When I go to uh, go to the comedy show when I was in Hollywood, actually I lived on Kings Road, equidistant between Improv. Oh and wow, comedy right. store. I could actually oh, yeah, walk yeah, to yeah. both of them, and and it was right during the boom, so I would see you know Bob Saget was there then, Kenneth, Sin, wow, Dice, wow. and I think uh, Paul Reiser was Which there. Yeah, I think I think he, he, I think he probably was
2: there. in that yeah. in that era as well. And so anyway, Paul Reiser Paul Reiser's in the show, and of course anything Paul Reiser is in, is is He's brilliant, you know. Oh yes, so he is, good. no question. And the, the writing, the writing is really good on the show, and reboot. Reboot, reboot is called reboot, yeah, yeah. and I'm not sure what streaming service it's okay. on. I think possibly on Hulu, because I've been watching a lot of stuff on. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, very Hulu, good.
0: Well, it has been a pleasure, Ron, to get to know you better. Thank you, Phil. And, uh, and I think we you're... would like to have you back. Uh,
1: well, we I gotta would, have I would you like to back. I got got a ton of stories. You, you guys right, always do
2: this in the middle of the night. Yes, yeah. you know. I mean, this that is was, you know. <laughs> this is we I mean, this is this is I'm, you know. Look at me. Yeah, you know, I my mean, wife waiting is, up for you. Think of it. Like, she is uh, not. My wife yeah. is not waiting up for me.
0: Think of it more as the late night <laughs> show on the Carnival Cruise.
2: Yeah, well, it is.
1: It's kind of like that. <laughs> well, we could beat him you at a. Remote location, we've done that sometimes. Yeah, go and, go
0: to that's right. Beyond Bread or something I'm gonna put like some crashing wave sounds <laughs> on you when we do the uh, podcast. <laughs>
2: right. Well, it's been a pleasure. All right, Ron Reed, thank, thank you, you Phil. So thank much. you very much for having me. I really appreciate sharing, it. Uh, it's wisdom. nice to get to know you as well, you know. And, Absolutely. and, and, and so, uh, I'd like to do more of that. And we should socialize, and yeah, we, well, uh, so. Be, we
0: will. So, we will. So, love it. Thank you so much. All right, cool, man. you're to Is This On KMKR. FM, Tucson, Arizona. Phil Gordon with Dave Margolis. And uh, as we mentioned, we've got a number of exciting segments yet to go on our show tonight. We are going to have a segment of ITO Investigates. And, of course, our journalists are right on top of it. They're going right on the story, of course, of the classified documents. First uh, with former President Trump and then uh, the revelations of documents found at President Biden's home uh, in multiple locations, and now the newest revelation of former Vice President Mike Pence and some documents found in his Indiana home. RITO investigators have lined up a chat with the former Vice President who wants to explain uh what he thinks may have happened uh in 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 what he seems to be describing as a uh an accident a mix up we also you know dave uh, and i uh, like to talk about the current controversies in the world of comedy also and uh, to that end we uh wanted to talk about uh, some of the uh, issues surrounding uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, also uh, a comic, Mindy Kaling. We talked about some of these woke. All right, hey, my name is Charles Ludwig. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR. Keep
3: listening. My frequent flying friends, yes, it's Art Fern for Craycroft Airlines, where our slogan is Craycroft Airlines, we'll get you right there. Are you a white supremacist skinhead who claims you misunderstood the phrase breaking into politics? Not to worry. We'll fly you out of D.C. to the mm, trailer park of your choice. And while flying, be sure to enjoy our in-flight movie starring Kristen Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, Stewart Little, and Toothpick the Anorexic Chimp in Thelma and Louise change their pronouns. That's right, Craycroft Airlines, where our slogan is, fly the friendly skies, but don't be too friendly or you'll be canceled before you can mm, claim your baggage. Are you an embittered ex-president beset by legal woes? Not to worry. We've got low price fares to countries without extradition treaties. Craycroft Airlines, where our international travelers are invited to join the mm, kilometer high club. And while traveling, they'll enjoy one of our fantastic in-flight movies like this one starring Bradley Cooper, Gary Cooper, Alice Cooper, and Willie, the white supremacist Walrus, and Woody Allen's remake of Little Women. Craycroft Airlines, recommended by 18 of 19 Saudi Arabians. Yes, I went there, folks. And I'm not coming back either. So go on the line and make your reservations today. Unfortunately, flycraycroftairlines.com was taken. So go to our website, fcraycroftairlines.com or stop by our local Tucson office at 137 West Wilmont, right next to the street guy holding the cardboard sign that says, if you were homeless, you'd be home now. And whenever you tra- travel, Craig Airlines, be sure to enjoy one of our hilarious in-flight comedies like this one, starring Jim Carrey, Drew Carrey, Cary Grant, and Mindy the memory-recovering sheep in Art Regrets His Trip to the Farm. Mmm, I guess bombing's no. Are, are you a Texas senator who needed to get away for the weekend and spent the last month mastering the Macarena? Not to worry. We'll fly you back to the Lone Star State in a hurry where your constituents can greet you with a torchlight parade. That's Craycroft Airlines. When you need to leave in disgrace, fly Craycroft.
0: I guess issues you'd call them, and they're certainly not limited to the world of comedy, Ronda sometimes. And can you uh, not have a discussion these days without something of wokeness coming up? Well, there's quite a controversy surrounding uh, the uh, comedian Mindy Kaling and uh, backlash that she's receiving on a new show that uh, she is uh, involved in, I think also as an executive producer, and that is uh, HBO's Velma and that is an animated series about Scooby-Doo's Velma Dinkley. That premiered last week, and few could have predicted the backlash it would generate against its star, Mindy Kaling, who voices the titular character and serves as executive producer for the series. The series long marketed as a race-swapped adult version of Scooby-Doo cartoons, and here is Dave slipping back in. Welcome Runt back, rogue. Dave. <laughs> Always ready with a uh, Scooby-Doo uh, hunt. <laughs> like uh, Ron Reed's Marana hunk. <laughs> yeah. That's the sign of a I, good comic. Dave. I could do Shaggy a little bit, too.
1: Please.
3: Yeah. Yikes, Scoob. Let's get <laughs> out of
1: here. Well, I do have an impression. Okay. Uh,
0: We're talking about Velma. Yes, and the series marketed as a race-swapped adult version of the Scooby-Doo cartoons... Was expected to offend right-wing vloggers, irritated that Hollywood wokeness that had made all the classic white characters into characters of color. But it also went the extra mile by also pissing off Dave the Progressive fans. (laughs) The complaints were varied. Some were about how HBO ruined a perfectly good children's show by trying to make it edgy. Edgy. For, I, I, if I'm picturing the typical Scooby Doo viewer, Dave, which of course was myself, but I'm thinking of my teenage kids yeah. mostly. Uh-huh. And I don't think they were in any sort of uh, mental state to handle edgy. They were, you know, <laughs> they were pretty high, I think, well. at the time. Anyway, uh, others uh, were, how about unsubtle and unfunny the show's point of view is. In particular, Kalings Velma makes a joke about how she, quote, spits truth without a filter like every comedian before Me Too, which has made thousands of rounds of internet as further evidence of Kaling's careless conservatism. And Dave, it struck me, uh, I was also going to mention and similar controversy surrounds Dave Chappelle. mm -hmm. And uh, there were recently some uh, protesters uh, protesters at his performances. So what about this topic of wokeness? You and I, over many a cold brew, <laughs> we've talked about this stuff. We've talked about it even on the Tucson comedy scene. Dave. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like Ron was a little irritated by some of it. Yeah, if I, yeah. You know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, right, but right. Uh, he's not here, so I might as well put words <laughs> in his mouth. let you set to up? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: uh, we've got to say that I mean, wokeness is a tough word to use these days because it's a, it's sort of like it's a trigger word and it's also it's kind of has an automatic negativity to it, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously the 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 principles behind being woke are fine, you know. Don't be mean. Don't you know? Don't uh, don't punch down. Don't you know? Yeah. Uh, no racism. Inappropriate and... things or racism—that's all fine. But there, are like anything else, uh, there are cases where it just goes too far, and gets out of hand. There yeah. you go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> but uh, but for example, you know, the thing—the thing here is like everybody, people don't keep in mind the fact that <clears throat> there's a small—I mean, how many people went on to Twitter to complain about the show?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Not many. A, a thousand? You think a thousand? Maybe. Maybe? And how, and how many people just didn't even bother, don't think about it, don't like the show, do like the show, don't have any, you know. So, But the people that are vocal, obviously, and then that's sort of like the, you know, wagging the dog kind of thing, where it's like that it becomes an issue because so many people have, now, have said this. And I and I also just one of the things, like, Bruce. because of this, like, you know, Uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I mean, online, you know, uh, publishing of people's thoughts and opinions uh, that goes on. It's like, and we all know this from texting, it's like, nuance is gone. When I read her comment, I thought she was kind of saying, kind of poking fun at comics who claim that they can't be truthful because of Me Too. That's the way I took it, but you don't know when you're just reading it, you know, on a flat screen. The nuance is gone, the pause is gone, the chuckle, the smile, the twinkle in the eye. There's nothing to it except the words, and And, people can twist those.
0: And the irony, Dave, that, you know, she seems like she was trying extremely hard to create (laughs) uh, an adult, if you will, version of, you know, Scooby-Doo, and use it as a platform to sort of exhibit some of those woke uh, views. Right and right. yet it turns out to upset yeah. those that are upset by it, but here's the point I was going to make i uh, you know I tr- we try to do a little research it may not it may not seem that way to our, <laughs> our listeners, but <laughs> which way we talk about the show and we we, we, sure. we know what subjects we're going to talk about yeah. and so I you know was able to watch on uh, hBO uh the first episode of Velma hmm. i I could not get through ten minutes of it hmm. because. That's all it is. Are these statements as if you had a committee, you know, the old joke, Dave, of course, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. Right, right, yeah. That's what this sounds like. My gosh, it's like, well, we, you know, we shouldn't say, uh, you know, uh, female here. We right. should just say, you know, administrative leader, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's like how could you do that? I don't think if you had that as an assignment, you could make it funny. <laughs> well.
1: Well, I I agree with you, and I. But the thing with me, is it's like it's like Scooby-Doo. You know, it was like it was a pretty crappy show. I mean, it's for (laughs) nine-year-olds. We remember it fondly. My my boys developed slowly. (laughs) We remember remember it fondly, like people remember, like Brady Bunch fondly. An adorable animated dog. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were shows for children. They weren't good, you know. (laughs) <laughs> but I gave them But look th- at they take like like Archie, you know, the Archie comic. Did you ever read an yep. Archie comic book? I mean, who no. who read Archie? Nobody. It was a very bland kind of, you know. And uh and then now it's it turned they you know, reproduced it as a yeah. as a gritty teen drama with all kinds of angst in it and all that stuff. It's like
0: Come on. Right. And 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 and, and Scooby-Doo cartoons, as I recall, I remember <laughs> thinking, well, at least they give some like Passing thought to a plot, you know, it was right. some mystery yeah. they were trying to
1: solve. Sure, if something. it wasn't for you meddling kids, yeah, That's yeah. The, that was the plot every
0: time. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, I think part of the thing is that like they, people creating these types of shows like taking a show that was silly or innocuous or blah, bland, because then it's more edgy when you put the new, you know, the new spin on it, like Archie or something like that, you know, or yeah. Saved by the Bell or something. They weren't good, and now, you know
0: and so the connection that 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 we made when we were chatting about this topic with the Dave Chappelle criticism
1: mm-hmm.
0: is it seems to be the topics that he's talking about that like check off at least three or four of those boxes that uh, you listed uh, you know when you were saying what these requirements now are that uh, you know the no you know transgender no mm-hmm. you know right uh, <clears throat> Uh, comments about uh, politics, you no. Well, I don't know about politics necessarily, but certain types of politics. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're referring necessarily to like, you know, uh, topical political humor. I don't think they're referring to like Seth Meyers type of political humor. Right.
1: No. Right. Yeah. 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 Politically correct. Well, you humor. know, there was an incident. Did you talk about Chappelle while I was out? Did, were you? Did you? I just that?
0: mentioned that we were and, and uh, we we were so making that, a comparison between those two. Yeah.
1: So there was an incident where, uh, yeah. I forget where it was, but uh, protesters... Nashville, were, perhaps. Was it Nashville? Wow. Uh, were throwing eggs at him and his fans waiting in line, uh, and, um, well, I, I just, I wonder if, it, if a transgender person is throwing eggs, is it an insult to say, they throw like a girl?
3: <laughs>
1: or is that good? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Now, you see, Dave, I'm going to use this as an example <laughs> of exactly the way I see this Do I situation. get canceled for that? <laughs> I go to see Dave Margolis perform, and it's always a treat and I hear you say that sort of a joke, and I evaluate it only as a joke right i uh, you know and, and 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 my evaluation would be, well, it's a quick comeback on on that topic uh it's It's a little risky in that you're kind of you know using the uh, gender as a as a descriptor of the joke. Uh it's not the you know most edgy joke I've ever heard but in the moment and as a comeback it's a funny a joke I was night
1: writing that film
0: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> but my then my evaluation is I like Dave Dave's a funny guy Dave's always going to make a quip that's funny oh somebody said transgender and Dave's going to talk I bet it's going to be a funny quip I'm not evaluating your politics mm-hmm, personally yeah. I'm not thinking you're a bad person you know <laughs> I may later think to myself oh oh Dave's performing next week ah you know he does some of that stuff he thinks is edgy about transgender humor and I remember that joke he did about throws like a girl it's not my cup of tea but I wouldn't throw an egg at you
1: (laughs) you know I wouldn't ban you well you've got a good arm thank you good second baseman I
0: I throw like a 65 year old (laughs) (laughs) girl Dave.
1: But I think we, we, I mean, we've talked about Chappelle before very specifically about this, that, you know, Chappelle is not like other comics. And Chappelle, when he, like, when he gets into talking about transgender issues and things like that, he is talking about them. He's trying to understand them. He's not up there telling tranny jokes. You know, he's not yes. making fun of trans people. Exactly. He, he may sometimes say something that is negative, but usually he's telling some story about discussion he had with somebody who yeah. objected and how he defended himself. And a lot
0: and of times, Dave, even, because uh, this this controversy with him goes back several oh, yeah. specials at least, mm-hmm. but isn't part of it that he was kind of saying, like, I think he tended to use the transgender community as an example, but I think he was saying to a lot of uh, groups that feel oppressed and, uh, you know, oppressed, uh, uh, discriminated against, that you know. Hey, have you seen black people? You know, wasn't <laughs> he kind of saying, like, yeah. what are you complaining about? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I think I always saw it that way. And in that way, I'm not dimin- diminishing uh, anyone else's struggles, but you know, it's a person of struggle who's making that comment. You know, it's yeah. a person who's who's come from a, a heritage of struggle. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? I I, I don't know. It doesn't. Make things funnier. I can tell you that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, yeah.
0: That is my my overall uh, comment about it. It's you not mean, making... you're
1: about you're about, uh, about uh, wokeness generally. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I don't think it's about <clears throat> making things funny. In other words, I guess what I'm saying is, and you used to hear this sometimes about Don Rickles, that he's so offensive, and. Rickles' response to that, of course, would be I'm an equal opportunity offender. I offend my own people who are Jews. I talk about blacks. I talk about Puerto Ricans, you know, Hispanics. I'm saying it doesn't belong in the community political discussion of wokeness. It belongs in a discussion of entertainment. In other words, Mm -hmm. unless you were on one of Ron Reed's cruise ships and you were expecting, you know, Jay Leno, and uh, who would be to me the exa- exa- perfect example perfect. of the type comic. of comic yeah. that yep. would mm-hmm. do great on a cruise ship, and mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that in any way. <clears throat> uh, and he couldn't make it, so they replaced him with Rickles, and he came out and you know looked at you and said, uh, "Are you married to her?" <laughs> you
3: know, ooh, ooh, you know, wow, what does
0: that feel like? You know, what does the toilet say when you sit on it? Hey, get off of it! <laughs> Then, okay, you were surprised. But who goes to see Don Rickles and then complains about him talking about somebody, you know, like when a black man walks on stage and he goes like, there's something wrong with the luggage, you know? (laughs) I mean, come on, you know, what are you doing there? So that, you know, is my uh, long-winded discussion of it.
1: Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, one complaint that... that some people have about Chappelle is that they say, well, like doing jokes like that or joking about that topic may cause harm to come to people, you know, trans people mm-hmm. and things like that because, uh, you know, you make a joke about somebody in some way, you're, you're, you're dehumanizing them, you know. And, and yeah. But then I think, you know, it's like, I don't think that anybody sees Dave Chappelle, he, he, he's not up there getting you charged up to go beat up trans people. And I don't think that could possibly be the outcome of one of his uh, shows.
0: Exactly. He right. may
1: have people in the audience that are already, you know, bent that way and may do it and, and say like, "Yeah, Chappelle backs me up on this," but he, he's not a he's not a hate monger. Yeah. Know? He's not a
0: hate monger. You know, Dave, it's always full circle, isn't it? Uh, the great uh, Norman Lear, who I believe is still with us, right? Yep. Uh, at a hundred years old. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, and, and, and still in some capacities, you know, involved in the industry. Uh, but he, he he made the giant statement about this with all in the family so many decades ago where Archie Bunker, you know, the your neighbor, the racist, you know, he put him front and center. He put him on TV. He didn't talk about Archie Bunker. He showed you Archie Bunker and let the world respond to Archie Bunker, you know. In many of the rooms where I watched All in the Family, half the people were, you know, cheering Archie, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah. You know, and, 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 yeah. and the other half weren't. And they were often in the same family, and they weren't certainly I, in my family. I
1: knew a guy in my high school class, and he was uh, he was a very quiet guy, uh, kind of a shy guy, but he was a racist. And he would learn words from All in the Family, and then he'd be using them in school the next day. Yes. You know, not, not, not getting that they were uh, making fun of right. Archie. Right, right.
0: Right, and and, and and in that same way we were talking about Mindy Kaling, and in that same way we we're talking about Chappelle, is how that conversation got started. So it's very interesting to talk about. It. But, Dave, uh, as we wrap this up, I'm getting the signal from the control room. Oh, well, yeah, we've got something going on. ITO there. investigates, yes, of Dave. We love right. to give them time. Yeah. And in fact, this is a developing story, so they told us as late in the hour as possible because. <laughs> This is happening as we speak. (laughs) And they were able to grab, Dave, if you would, uh, clean it up, put on your tie if you've got one. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us on the telephone line, Dave, is the former vice president of the United States of America. And you're saying, which one?
3: (laughs) It's Mike Pence. Were you worried about the No, I thought he was well protected, and I, I had heard that he was in good shape. No, because uh,
2: I had heard he was in very good shape. But, but... you no, he heard those he, chants. that was terrible. I mean, this, you know, he could have, well, the people were very angry. hang like Because it's, it's common sense, John, it's common sense
3: that you're supposed to protect. How can you, if you know a voter's fraudulent...
0: Right. How can you pass on a fraudulent vote to Congress?
1: oh, Mike Pence. Are you are you are you there uh, uh, Mr. Pence? Hello Dave. I am here uh, and I am happy to be here with you. Well, oh, your 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 excitement is clear to anyone in the room.
0: I don't know if you know, but I've done my share of radio. I, I am uh, aware of that. A yes, talk I show yeah. uh, after I had left the Congress uh, at the time, thinking with an empty trunk and an empty briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I went on and did some Radio Dave in... Indiana.
1: <laughs> now it was not a it was not a morning zoo type show. I I wouldn't think. uh, no, uh Mr. No, Pence, or maybe a morning yawn.
0: Uh oh, well, that's not to say, Dave, that we didn't have our yucks on the show. <laughs> we did, you know. Anything you could share uh, with us? Well, there? I I think I'd I'd be happy to. We did. Uh, we had the uh, crazy weather guy. Oh, uh, that's, that's, that was uh that's unique. Yes, yes, yes. That was uh, Reverend Corn, uh, the Reverend Corn,
3: Dave. <laughs> Reverend Corn was your weatherman. He would come in and do the weather for <laughs> us. Is.
0: And he was also a corn farmer, Dave. His name Dave. was Corn. Name was Corn. Or
1: was that just he a... He farmed a, a, Corn. And he farmed Corn. Oh, how, what kind of condition were his feet in?
0: <laughs> he had several <laughs> he had corns. corns. Okay. You are very perceptive. Uh, <laughs> not surprised that you gentlemen are in... Radio. <laughs> well,
1: I did notice the fly on your head. It's been sitting there for about ten minutes now.
0: And it doesn't upset me, Dave. If it doesn't upset the Lord, <laughs> okay. it doesn't upset me. <laughs> or Mother. <laughs> I believe there is a bit of the Lord in the fly, Dave. Oh, oh really? It's the way I like to think. <laughs> okay. Right.
1: Now, uh, recently they uh, discovered some. Everybody's got them these days. Classified documents Ooh. in your in your home. Uh,
0: did you Did you know they were, they were there? Oh boy. Ah, uh, well, no, actually, uh Dave, uh, as you might expect, I'm a man who respects the law. Yes. I try to follow the law. Yes. And we're very meticulous on the documents. Uh, so, no, I did not know they were there, but I am willing to admit a mistake, Dave. What is it it says? I believe it's in Proverbs 28:13. A person who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be... Successful, but if that person confesses and forsakes those mistakes, Dave, another chance is given.
1: Oh, okay. That's so that's the, the uh, way what, I would what, prefer. That? That's from a uh, what book is that from? Proverbs. Dave. Oh, Proverbs. Right. Proverbs, mm-hmm. oh, the Bible. So that's right. the way I yes.
0: Uh-huh. Dave, uh, I know that uh, many in America haven't heard of the Bible, <laughs> but that would be my great, my great joy to bring those two loves of mine together, Dave. The radio.
1: And the Bible. And the Bible. Okay. Well, we feel the same way. In fact, we've got a Bible keeping this uh, table from rocking. Yes. So. Uh, yes.
0: So I hope for that another chance, Dave, by admitting my mistake.
1: And your mistake was bringing the how, documents home, or
0: what? how the documents got to yeah. to my office. Mm-hmm. Oh God, <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> oh, I can't hold it in any longer. <laughs> Oh, you good. Who is this, ITO? <laughs> oh, you guys An are good. ITO
1: investigates, man. We got you. Can That's, I come clean with so you? So spill.
0: Can, spill. I, can I tell you what actually happened? Please. I, this is so ironic and uh, sad, yet sad at that the is, same I time. I can tell it's painful. But I do admit my mistake, mm-hmm. and if thou admit mistakes, a second chance is given. Yeah. I ask you to remember that, Dave. And I will tell you that it was late in the... Uh, Month of January, all of the tumult at the sixth uh, mm-hmm. President Trump and I had had our differences as you mm-hmm. you may have been aware of on yeah. the sixth mm-hmm. and we were packing things up and he called me over he said, "Mike, come over here, I came over he said uh, mike, do you uh like jugs <laughs> I said, sir, (laughs) did you say jugs like a milk jug? I said, ironic. Ironic that you say that, sir. While we have so many differences, yet we have so many similarities. mm -hmm. I love jugs. My wife loves jugs. Mm. And we often go on a Sunday, oh, maybe up in the Gothen area, Dave, to Mm -hmm. antique for old milk jugs. Oh, old jugs. Okay. Okay. And uh, he said to me, no, I I didn't mean those kind of jugs. <laughs>
1: now, does your wife have uh, any favorite jugs? Uh, do you like your wife's
0: jugs? I I love not only my wife's jugs, but what she does with them, Dave. <laughs> uh, she'll take those jugs and she'll polish them up and... <laughs> You know, put them in a little, you know, a oh, uh, nice. little soft cheesecloth, Dave. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. Roll that cheesecloth. And you see those jugs bouncing in the cheesecloth <laughs> while she gets out the old milk and the curds. They're probably Dave. heaving by now. And anyway, I wasn't sure what, what Mr. Trump meant at the time, and I know you. I'm getting a signal that you have to wrap it up. But anyway, what he meant at the time, believe it or not, Dave, was a disgusting pornographic magazine Oh my gosh by the name of Juggs <laughs> oh <no. laughs> I didn't realize it I was so shocked at the time I had I had gotten on down on one knee and started praying anyway he had taken this disgusting magazine Dave and he had put it in an envelope with things that I was taking out of the White House office uh-huh. lo and behold Dave I discovered that this Juggs magazine was in my desk. Oh no. When the FBI opened it up and then turned the pages of this magazine, Dave, you won't believe what is in this magazine, Dave. But also in not only are there jugs of a different nature, Dave. Particularly large jugs, Dave. Large bouncing jugs, Dave. Pendulous. Yes. <laughs> but in that magazine toward the back. Mr. Trump had apparently placed some classified oh. documents, and this is what happened, Dave. But you'll <clears> have <throat> to pick it up with me another time. <laughs> oh, you got it out of me. You, you guys are relentless. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> thank, me.
1: thank you, Mr. Vice President. Mr.
0: Vice President, Mike Pence. What a story,
1: Dave. <laughs> wow, Who would have yeah. thought? You know, I. Had, you know what? I had a feeling that's how they got there, though. Did you? I kind of had a feeling there was something. Judgmental. Yeah, I so.
0: thought, and then you know. Really, uh, hanging around with uh, Donald Trump was, was no good for him. It was just no, not good. bad influence. Yeah, yeah
1: bad influence.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have to pick it up next okay. week. Thank you, a IGO great show, a great show. A great night with Thank Ron Reed you, here. Thank you, Ron Reed. What a show, Dave. And an interesting our continuing wokeness discussion, I think, is great. We have got to get Ron DeSantis in here to talk about wokeness and comedy, I wonder Dave. if we could
1: get him. Hmm, I wonder.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Anyway, until then, okay. this is Phil Gordon Later. for Dave Margolis. Thanking you for listening to Is This On on KMKR, 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Thank you, and good night. Good night.